Hello, everybody. Welcome back to CORE. This is CORE episode 195. We're already calling it the Happy Birthday Bo Show. Yay! <laughs> it's Bo's de- birthday! Wait, I got a song Everybody. for you, bud. Here you go. It's Bo's birthday! That's how the lyrics go. <laughs> anyway, happy birthday, Bo. Thank how, you. How, do you, how do you feel? Thanks. How are you feeling? You good? The yeah. same... Same as I usually do. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say same as I was pre-show, but then I was going to say, but yeah, we were talking to the people at home. They want to hear how, you know, how Bo's doing. And the truth is birthdays don't really mean much to a lot of us in this world. I think Bo's one of those guys. I'm one of those guys. I don't care about it. I hate birthdays. But when it's my friend's birthday, I like to rub it in and make you have a good I mean, time. I've already been grappling with the idea that I don't have that same energy that I had as a young person. Like yeah. That's already gone. Yeah. That left you some you know, time ago. They, you would just like just do things for the sake of doing them. You know, now I'm very rational about things and it kind of sucks, but I get you. I've been there. Comes of age, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, so. you know, as someone who's about 10 years, your senior, uh, I feel like I can just sort of pave the way for you and let you know how it is on this side as you get closer to it. So I'll be your guide <laughs> to middle age. Sweet. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this will go well. It's uh, Bo there, obviously. John Jagger also joining us. Myself, Scott Johnson. And we're gonna do a little episode of Core. Now we probably should say kind of right off the bat here, uh, there is a awful lot of conversation and uh, vitriol and argument and reasonable discussion happening in and around the uh, controversial Hearthstone Blizzard banning free Hong Kong happened in Taiwan bow to China thing. That whole thing. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you probably had a much better day and a half than I've had. Uh, but uh, I'm not, we're not going to talk about it at length here. The chat room think, uh, got a little, <laughs> a little bonus discussion that we're not going to have as part of this particular podcast, although I guess patrons will get some of that because we recorded a little bonus stuff for patrons. At any rate, um, we uh, most of us at this table, uh, that is to say John and I, both have Blizzard heavily Blizzard-related content that we create in other shows, and you can fully expect a whole lot more of this there. All right, so I just don't want to overrun this show with that since you're just going to get it twice. Now, some of you may say, well, I only listen to Core. All right, well, uh, you should listen to at least one episode of of the <laughs> Time instance. to branch out. Yeah, time to branch I out. I also have a, give a that brutal a alternative. Yeah. And that good, bad, or bullshit released an episode this week about outrage culture. Oh. So if you'd like my opinion on it, yeah, you'll get it there. I think he just Although got a this, is, this was recorded before any of this Hearthstone stuff is. It'll basically understand what my opinion is if you listen to that show. So. Right. I would also recommend um, part of all this d- discussion and controversy was a banned episode of South Park, uh, which was a, an entire episode dedicated to sort of par- uh, making parody of the stringent rules they have in China and their willingness to shut down free speech and that sort of stuff. And um, it's a great episode, actually. It's very good. But also, it kind of illustrates this stuff really well. And uh, I guess what I'm saying is, if you want the crib notes, maybe just maybe just watch South Park. <laughs> let, them, let them speak <coughs> truth to you this fine day, as we are not going to dwell on it, because there are other shows where we are probably going to professionally have to dwell on it. And we don't want to here. Here, we want to talk about other parts of gaming, which are probably just as affected, but no one's talking about. Well, that's a depressing thought, isn't it? So let's move on. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm excited about one of these uh, uh, things that happened this week. It's been a rough week for me on all kinds of fronts and levels. But my favorite news of the week was a thing that I feel like I should say called it, but I think everybody called it. It would have been dumb not to see this. We knew this was coming. It was going to happen. But Red Dead Redemption 2 is not only coming to PC now, it is coming to their weird launcher, and it is coming sooner than you think. I think like the 5th of November, so like less than a month from now, uh, people if they desire to, will be downloading and playing Red Dead Redemption 2 on a PC, whereas previous to this, you could only play it on consoles. Uh, I mean, I'm over the moon, because this is the one I wanted to wait for it to be on. I had it on PlayStation 4. I played it a bunch, because I just couldn't not play it. But I didn't finish, and I didn't do as much as I wanted, because there was this little voice in the back of my head always saying, Scott, you're going to get this on PC, and that's where you're going to play it. Like, why are you even doing this? Like, this is dumb. You're just going to repeat all of this. So why don't you wait for the platform you want it on? And my brain would say, no, I'm in now. I'm going to play some more. And then the voice would say, well, whatever. I'll see you in two hours, and then I'll remind you again. You could be playing this on PC. Well, here we are. In a month, less than a month, I'll be doing that. And I'm really excited because I like that game a lot. And I like Rockstar games a lot. And I also have no problem with this dumb launcher. I don't care about launchers anymore. I'm over it. Uh... So, all that being said, curious what you guys think, John. Are you uh, at all excited about Cowboys coming to your PC? <laughs> I I think so. Uh, yeah, Red Dead Redemption Two is good. Uh, I definitely played a lot of it on PlayStation, and then I stopped and I started over, and I played even more going back a second time, but I didn't beat it. Mm-hmm. And that game is really long yeah and and i don't just mean long in that like oh it's got x number of hours of gameplay i mean that game's like okay you want to go do something it's going to take a long time yeah there's no hurry in that game you want to put a saddle on your horse you want to saddle that horse plan on the next five ten minutes to get that part done yeah get out your brush brush yeah you know make sure you pat the horse yeah uh make sure you you know really just if you're gonna skin a deer make sure you really just skin the deer and then roll it up and then carry it to the horse and then load it up on there and do just it just lingers on everything and it it was a choice they made yeah and i like it but here's where it gets tricky (laughs) now i'm looking at doing all of that a third time (laughs) wait two times where'd you do it the first are you talking about the first Red Dead? Yeah. So, well, no, I mean, I, I, I started Red Dead Redemption 2 and I played, I probably put about, I probably put about 20 hours into it, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Not a negligible amount of time, but I just wasn't really feeling it. And I went on to something else. And then I kind of, you know, near the end of that year, I kind of was like, oh, you know what? I should get back into it. And I dove back in again, and I probably put about 40 hours into it. Oh, wow. And was really liking it, and then something else got it. And so now I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, well, it's <laughs> a lot of time that's going to be doing the exact same cowboy stuff that I did before. Uh, so there's a part of me that's looking forward to it, because I really want to play it on my PC. I really can't wait. I think that will help with a lot of things because sometimes you get to a loading screen and you just go, well, we're going to be here forever. Yeah. It had really bad loading times. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, it didn't have a lot of them, but when they happened, they really happened. They were long. And, one one uh, would hope the the PC version would hopefully rectify a lot of that. Uh, I, yeah. I assume so. I assume my SSD will aid it in its desire to go quicker. You're not so, getting another Red Dead Redemption game for like 10 years, right? I mean, probably. Yeah. yeah. Got so, plenty of time. You know, yeah. In, in a way, it's okay that it makes you take its time because... What else are you going to do in those 10 years? Yeah. Play everything else. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good point. It's a fair point. And that's why I'm excited. And that's why I probably will do it. But um, there is a part of me where I, I'm not sure this feels a little too soon for me, but I'm I'm going to get it. Like, there's no question about it. I'm going to end up buying. Yeah. It. And I think when we when you do or when if, if we all end up getting it or a portion of us get it or something like that, like there's real fun to be had in the online mode. It's not as, you know, fleshed yeah. out as the way GTA Online is now at this point, but neither was it at the time it was new. Um I mean, I don't even I don't even know what G or I don't even know what Red Dead Online looks like at the moment, but um it has its fans certainly. I think it, that will get kind of rejuvenated on PC in the way it did for GTA. So I'm I'm excited about that angle on it, on it. I just am excited to dig deep into a game that I just knew as I was playing it, you're going to play this again on PC. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like I kind of did the same thing you're talking about. It's the same sense. It's just that it was in my head buzzing around all the time saying, why are you doing it now? Stop doing it now. You're going to play this later. Don't quit it. Quit. And my vo- and I justify it and go, well, it's because I need to talk about it on shows and stuff and, and whatever. Um, and you we didn't know for sure though, right? <laughs> oh no, we never did. I mean, until last week, nobody knew. For sure, but I was a hundred percent convinced from day one for a couple of reasons. One, the game was written on an x86 platform, super easy to port back and forth sort of thing to begin with. So those consoles, our current generation of consoles, were not, you know, power PC uh, based freaking Xbox 360s or weird Sony proprietary chip shit PS3s where you have trouble porting even just between those two, let alone back to PC. This was a whole different world. So that was one reason. And the other reason it just seemed likely to me was how successful GTA V was as a PC release multiple years after the release of that game. That game came out in 2012, and they released it on PC in, what, 2015? 16? I'm just, the point years. I'm trying to underscore is if they would have come out and said, yeah, we're for sure releasing it on PC everyone could have planned a little differently too. Like it was done with intent to not tell you. Oh, so I, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. The console. Yeah, yeah I totally and they agree. they did this with uh, GTA 5 as well. Mm-hmm. Like the exact same thing. Oh no, it's uh, going to be on that Sony platforms and mm-hmm. Sony and Sony. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, surprise, you can now buy it other places and yep, they do. buy it all again. I think that's a definitely a, a, a strategy, a tactic on their part. I wasn't buying it though. Um, I mean, I did buy it because I bought the PlayStation version, but I, in the sense, that's just me being impatient, but I, I just had this feeling. And when they finally, when they two weeks, three weeks ago, whatever it was, put out that launcher out of nowhere, I went, oh, that's it. That's the deal. <laughs> that right there is your sign. Yeah. I was 100% convinced that day without any doubt. Um, yeah, because what else are they going to put on there right now? Right. They're still probably two to three years away from another game. Oh, easily. And the games that are on that launcher, by the way, are all just past GTA games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Bully's on there, and I think uh, 
uh, well, Max Payne when they got the, the Max the ping pong game on there. No, that was such a good game. Oh my gosh, Bo! I forgot they did that. The the yeah. table I've never tennis played game. it, but it's always been the most intriguing thing they've ever done in their catalog, which is like <laughs> crime simulators, and then this like super detailed ping pong simulator. And I was like, that's interesting. It was. Like, it was the sweat on their brow as they like just. It was very good. I kept expecting, like, I expected that to show up in 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 its full form in some way, anyway. In GTA Five, it never did. But I kind of thought that might be a side thing you'd do in that game because that was actually really well made. That game. And they that, occasionally get hit by just like a bolt of lightning and do a weird project. Because I would argue, though, it is definitely more in line with their tone. Doing the Warriors was also kind of that. Oh right, it's like yeah. they're gonna do what? They're gonna do a sequel to a weird <laughs> '80s movie? Like <laughs> what? Okay, sure, why not? Yeah, and it wasn't a giant hit or anything, but they just felt like they had to do it. It was a very odd, very odd license. Um, but they just print money with GTA. That thing's still in the top ten selling games and worldwide. It's insane. That money, that game's never leave, that never leaves the top ten. It's like uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon was for like thirty or forty years. It just stays there, and um, I think that's kind of cool. But I'm, I'm, you know, that that launcher is weird because basically it's just like, it's a Blizzard launcher is the idea. It's our, it's you know, it's it's their games. And that's it. At least it's Blizzard before they started letting people add. Now one of those isn't even there anymore. But um, oh, by the way, if you forgot, uh, sorry. Side note: If anyone out there had Destiny Two on their Blizzard launcher and thought they missed the window to transfer it to Steam, because you can do that now that it's on Steam, um, it, it seemed like the window had closed because the launcher quit having the reminder. But you can still do it after the fact. I'd forgotten. Oh wow! Yeah, I went. And yeah, because I thought they were giving. They were saying like you had to do it by October first originally. So they, they did, but you still. And I don't know if this is just them saying, "Ah, oh, we'll leave it open just in case we don't want to get all you know get people all pissed at us or something." But if you go into your your game settings on Battle.net, uh, you can still do the migration. It's super easy too. I did it in like five minutes. Because um, yeah, Bo and I talked a little bit about this last week and about. Yeah, it no, I went ahead and did it. Like, now I realize I didn't even have to do it. It's not like I'm going to play it. Well, I'm not in that. I'm in no rush to play Destiny either because every time, actually, John made this point on Twitter, and maybe you did on the show. <laughs> but every time, every time I do anything with Destiny, I have to spend another full, you know, forty bucks to do anything. So, like, I guess I could play an old game now. I could get in and just play whatever they are up to the right. point they're at because now it's free to play or whatever, but I paid for that. So now but I'm that's just... the thing you can't. It's always, it's for me, I, I said it was always $60 because that's how it always seems to work out for me right. because I didn't buy the, not the current expansion, but what was the one before? Forsaken, I think it was. Forsaken, yeah. It's the they're one where, still charging yeah. for that. That's DLC that you have to pay for. Oh, I didn't know it's that. It's not free. So I went in thinking, yes, okay, there's a new expansion. Obviously, you have to pay for that. I'm not expecting them to put out an expansion pack and say, oh, and we're giving you the expansion for free. Right. But I thought at least I'd be caught up and be up to that point. But instead, it was like, okay, well, you can pay us, you know, 40 or $50 or whatever it is for the expansion. And also, by the way, give us, you know, like $30 for, for this DLC. And it was like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Why do I always have to pay $60 every time I get interested in Destiny? Yeah. It happened with Destiny 1. 
I played it and was like, this game's okay. And then they put out full price DLC later. Then they were like, oh, this is where the game gets good. And I spent that money and it did. It was a much better game. And then they were like, later they were like, hey, you want to spend another $60? And I said, no, I I don't want to spend $60 anymore. It's like, and then they said, okay, well, what if we did Destiny 2? And I said, okay, show me what you got, Destiny 2. Mm hmm. Spent $60. And I was like, eh, it's okay. They were like, hold on. $60 now. (laughs) And we can make this game good. And that was when I said, no, I'm done. And everybody came out of the woodwork and they said, John, it's really good. Forsaken's really good. It makes the game great. And I believe you. But I've already given them so much money. Yeah, you're at a certain point, they need to own that that game wasn't great and give me something for it. I, I agree. You're 120 bucks in the hole at some point, and you're like, when am I? I I'm and I'm still behind, like hugely behind anybody who's playing the thing. Like it's, a, I think that they they do not have a great new player on ramp at all. Like you might say so on Steam now and go, oh well, now the base game's free. Well, okay, but that's like saying the first 20 levels of world of warcraft are free and that's fine and everything yeah. but everybody's 120 you're level one so yeah i i feel i feel similar feelings about that and it kind of bums me out because i do think i'm missing out on you know where that game is but i don't have the i don't want to i don't want to do that right now i just can't bring myself right. to do it and by the time i do i'll i'll go to it and i'll be like oh now they are including everything up through uh forsaken and whatever this new one's called awesome what? There's another oh, another 60? Okay, then it'll happen again. It'll just keep happening. Yeah. And I realize MMOs are priced like, you know, you do 15 bucks a month if you're paying a subscription for one. And over time, you know, in th- yeah, every four months, it's a full price. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And, and you're not getting expansion content that quickly. So it's almost like they're, it's almost like a better deal, but the presentation of the of it is not. It's hard to explain. Right. It just isn't. I can't. I, the math in my head just doesn't work. Anyway, so that's the thing. Red Dead Redemption Two coming to PC. Uh, kind of an inevitability, but very glad that it's happening. So watch for that uh, soon. Also, Bo, all your hard work, blood, sweat, and tears to replay Doom 2016 multiple times at multiple difficulties is a is a fine thing to do still. But if the end goal was you'll be ready for November's release of Doom Eternal, I have some terrible news. It has now been pushed, delayed, until March 2020. How do you feel? I hope this is good. I hope this is good news. It means they're working on the game, so I'm fine. Oh, well then, okay. <laughs> like disappointed, obviously, but like whatever. If <laughs> I, I play Blizzard games, I'm used to this dance. Yeah. Okay. If they're if they have a decision, release now. And it's sucky or release later, and it's better. Then I'm I'm okay. I'll live. I just figured the on only- a week a week like this, you would want you'd have a little um, uh, some additional outrage to throw out on the internet. But you seem pretty cool with it. No man, no more outrage, dude. Like that <laughs> outrage is bad. They, they they want us being outraged. I know it's not good, That's right? How they make their money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, it's it's an engine that always wants fuel. I'm not going to be outraged. Yeah. I don't want to be outraged anymore. Either. I never, I never got being upset that a game got delayed. I'm, I'm with Bo. Like, usually it's not delayed because, ah, eh, we just wanted to mess with people. Right. This would be fun, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's really get them. Uh, <laughs> it's usually delayed for a good reason. Uh, I want Doom Eternal to be great. 
So I would much rather wait for it. I feel the same way. Like, I can't wait to play Cyberpunk to a degree where I'm concerned that my hype for that game can't be met. Right. But if that game wasn't turning out good, I delay it as long as you need. I would rather play the good version of that game when it's ready than the shitty version of that game that they did to meet a deadline. So I, I kind of agree. This is how I feel about it. Yeah. Also in a culture where like, um, you know, Anthem was barely made when they released the trailer for it. Yeah. And I get the I get the increasing impression that's also true of this Avengers deal with Marvel. Mm. Did you guys see that headline? I read an article that was like apparently Kamala Khan is now the main character and they're scrapping everything. Really? <laughs> I'm like, what? you barely did anything in the game, so you're just starting to develop. I mean, I heard they yeah. were putting her in. I didn't know they were making her the main character. Yeah. I mean, wow. cool. That's a rad character in Marvel. So, but I According didn't... to the confusing article I read, but it was like on okay. Polygon or something, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that, I mean, it's confusing because they're being confusing, yeah. and this whole thing was pitched as an Avengers game that's apparently not happening now. The story involves the avengers but kamala khan you play as her and i'm like so they're just making this game as they announce it like but wait it a minute. Get... At, at that meeting they were talking about how you were playing as other characters that aren't her which in fact she was not even talked about in at e3 there was no mention of her i mean i, th- I think it's great that she's uh-huh. going to be in it i think she's a rad character but i thought she was yeah, just no joining the that, but team but no she's uh, i should have linked the article i didn't think it was going to come up because i look at that and went like oh that's hilarious all my misgivings about this game are being confirmed here yeah but like th- i think it's a very real thing that people come to e3 the game companies come to e3 with like half-baked games that are not i mean out or honestly i'll say this about that game good i was so underwhelmed by what i saw at e3 on that game that it can they can do whatever they want with it because to me it can only go up. I do not have high hopes for that Avengers game. So and maybe I some... went in a little too hyped, but I it did not look good. Uh, yeah. All I have to say is that if a game company used to take time with those games and like then do it because I assume now because of Anthem and because of recent examples, I assume everything I see from a AAA studio at a big convention like that, with certain exceptions, are basically overhyped, oversold tech demos and not even near completion and there are exceptions like cyberpunk obviously has been worked on for five years hideo kojima has like good pedigree so so far i'm pretty sure there's a game behind all that hype that's there but like for most other companies like it might be a peeing simulator but i know there's some there's, there's something there yeah um uh, but you can really tell that like some of what you're seeing is basically like that's all there is to the game is what you saw in the trailer Mm. and that's bad so yeah i will see this kamala khan you you, saying that they may have shifted gears completely around her is interesting i hadn't read that i'm gonna have to go dig up that thing and try to i mean it's funny like if you said john what are if you if they were making an avengers game and you could play as any marvel characters in it and I was supposed to give you five. I don't know if any of the main five Avengers would be in my top five. Oh wow! Look at you. So who would you put in there? Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, I would put in Wolverine, but oh, I'd yeah. put in the uh, Laura Kinney version of Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine's awesome in the Avengers. Um, I'm with you so far. This is good. I like Doctor Strange an awful lot. Yeah, he's got the magic. He's magics. not one of the main five. Yeah. Um, 
I would put in, you know, I do like Thor, so yeah. Thor might make it in. Yeah. But it sounds like your game wouldn't sell as well being called the Avengers without some of the <laughs> no, Avengers. No, because most people would be like, they're not Avengers. Yeah. So I'd be like, well, what are you going to do? These are the Marvel characters I like. There are already people going, Kamala who? Because I don't know who that is. Because uh, they're they're just she's, movie uh, fans. Miss Marvel. She's, oh, I know, I know who she great. is. I think she's awesome. But there are people who yeah. have never even heard of her because they don't pay attention to the comics at all. Uh, well, Scott, she's a Marvel a superhero. <laughs> yeah, no, she definitely is. <laughs> just just in case you needed to clarify. Oh wait, you're saying other people? Don't I'm know saying other something. people don't know. I know. Yeah, I know just, exactly who she is. I just teasing. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, I have concerns about that thing anyway, so that's funny to hear that. Um, we'll see. Guess how it pans out. Uh, but yeah, Doom Eternal got, got delayed. I'm fine with it. Um, there's a lot to come out. I mean, honestly, Red Dead's announcement, as weird as this sounds, because it's not the newest thing on the block, uh, but that coming to PC kind of locked in the final thing I care about for the holidays, game-wise. I can't really think of anything else. Oh, yeah. I don't know what else there is. Um yeah, we did that. We read off a list of things. Oh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, this was something that Bo and I talked about last week, because this is one of the games I'm potentially excited about, was mm. that, that uh, the Outer Worlds is going to be on the Xbox Game Pass. Oh, so there's that, and yeah. we're going to get to play it as part of that sub. Oh, yeah, so. I keep forgetting that thing even exists. Yeah, I'm excited oh, about that. I, I don't do. know if I'm excited about much else, though. Yeah, I forgot about that. I am excited about that. Definitely. In fact, that's a real problem because now those two games are going to really compete for my time because I really do want that game. Um, yeah. Mm, I forgot well, about the good that. good news is I'll be able to try it out at a pretty easy, pretty yeah. easily because it'll be on my Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, I love that. I'm very excited about all those all the things that come there that, that we'll be able to quickly get access to that we wouldn't have before. Um, I've been using it a ton. Yeah, it's great. That's how you guys are playing uh, Opus Magnum, right? It's on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Always that's cool. curious about it, can never pull the trigger on it. So pretty easy game to try out on your Xbox Game Pass. Turns out it was made for you. Turns out. I like uh, it a lot. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, so also Sony announced the PS5 casually on Twitter. <laughs> they kind of just let it, <laughs> they kind of just farted it out. Um, and we knew a lot of the specs already, but it confirmed a few things, including the number one thing was, would they change with the naming convention? And the answer is no. It's a PlayStation 5, PS5. That's what you're going to call it. Um, they reiterated a few things like hardware-based ray tracing, uh, SSD-based storage, so faster everything in that regard. Um, nice specs overall. The teraflops are crazy. Lots. <laughs> Lots of teraflops. Which just means, you know, <laughs> crazy uh, visual performance. My nickname when I go to the pool. <laughs> Ter- teraflops. <laughs> Look out, it's massive teraflops. He's at the pool again. Um, but yeah, the uh, that looks good, I guess. Uh, 2020 is the time. We don't know the we don't know the exact date though, but I assume holiday twenty twenty is what they're saying. Yeah, I think it's gonna be holiday twenty twenty for both of them. I, I looked at a really kind of goofy article. Speaking of goofy gaming articles, uh, that was, hey, we're gonna run down what we know about Xbox Scarlet and the PlayStation Five and compare them. Mm-hmm. And it was like a like line for line match. Mm-hmm. Like the differences were like we know what the PlayStation Five is gonna be called, but the 
Scarlet is just a code name. It's like, okay. Yeah. And <laughs> they they said uh, the processor's different, but they didn't explain how. Right. Or what the difference is. Just oh, it's got a different processor. And other than that, it's just kind of back and forth constant like, yep, they both have this, they both have this, they both have this. They're both holiday 2020. Good to know. Yeah. At the end of this, the difference will be uh services, I think. And Microsoft, as far as I'm concerned, is out of the gate with some better ideas. So that's that's what will make this generation interesting in this upcoming one to me. And I like I like Sony a lot, and I really like their first party games, but I don't know how I feel about their like this Game Pass thing is like one of my favorite things in the world, and I don't even have an Xbox. Like there's something. There's oh, did, we, did you did you catch what we talked about last week? Or PlayStation has that now? Yeah, they do, but it's different it's like a rotating to pc well yes that's true but also the games themselves like the what was it um uncharted 4 was in the initial lineup i forgot them all oh god of war whatever god of war Yeah. yeah all of those things are there they'll be available to uh sorry playstation people as downloads like normal kind of game pass style but on the pc side yes some kind of weird streaming plan but um, I don't like how they gonna they're gonna rotate them, and maybe that's gonna happen uh, with with Microsoft as well. But I don't think so. I think they plan to have gears in there and 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 Halo and stuff like in perpetuity because they're Microsoft products. Yeah, I think some stuff will be in perpetuity. But I already saw on the Xbox launcher. I can't remember what game it was, but it's like play it now. It leaves uh, October fifteenth. Yeah, though, and there are gonna be games that aren't theirs that do that. For sure, but yeah. like in Sony's case, they were like God of War for you know, but it's limited time. Well, that's a Sony game. Keep it there. Like, don't take it out. Don't rotate it. Oh, if they're doing um, what do they call it? Phony scarcity or something like that. Is yeah, or like them? putting stuff in the Disney vault. Scarcity. Yeah, Disney vault's the worst yeah. offender of that I hate. That. Well, uh, so for example, right now. Whoa, everyone went bad. Hold on, disrupted. Say, you know what? I want to guarantee that we're going to have this game. I'm going to buy it. Sorry, cool. you're back. Freaking out. You're back. Okay. Now. Sorry, go ahead. Some Discord took a dump, but you're good now. Uh, so if I say, hey, you know what? I want to I want to buy this game. I want no matter what they decide to do. I want to make sure that I own this game. Mm-hmm. I can do that. And as part of having Game Pass, I get a discount on that. Right. Which is cool with Sony you're you never own those games nor do you have the ability to own those games right so if you decide a week before they pull god of war from the store that oh man i i do want to try that and you get in and it's gone after a week even if you want it you have to go out and buy a ps4 and buy god of war again just to be able to play it yeah it's pretty screwy if they, I mean, they haven't clarified a lot, so there's stuff to clarify, and maybe they will, but I, I, I don't see it as a, as a super big competitor to the Game Pass stuff. However, uh, excuse me, new consoles are exciting. <laughs> uh, I had a lot of vegetables for dinner, you know? Those things will come back at you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, anyway, uh, PS5, 2020. Uh, catch the hype, get excited, and be ready for your copy. <laughs> Catch the hype of the tweet for yourself. The tweet that's changed the world. <laughs> All right, let's talk about um, what we're playing because that's fun. And 
I'm playing a game that I really like that the rest of the world seems to hate, and I'm trying to get my head around it. I don't understand the reviews, and I or I'm broken. I might be broken. Maybe I've finally lost it. I don't actually don't have any video game quality discernment anymore. But I'm playing Ghost Recon Breakpoint. You don't think that's true? What do you? No. Th- what do you- I, uh, so here's the thing: if if I were a reviewer, right, yeah. it would be my responsibility to give my personal thoughts, but with a slant towards I am speaking to a broad audience, yeah. and I think it's totally acceptable to fall into your own category and say, you know what, I don't fall into that particular audience. I fall into this audience for me, and this thing is totally okay. That said, there is nothing you are about to say about this game that's going to get me interested in it. (laughs) All right, fair enough. I appreciate that approach, though. I think that's fine. So Ghost Recon Breakpoint is the latest in the Ghost Recon games. The last one was Firelands, or sorry, Firelands, freaking uh, Wildlands. keep saying Firelands. (laughs) Uh, Before that, it was uh, Culling of Strathome. <laughs> right. Dire Mall, all these things. Tom, Tom Clancy's Culling of Strathome. There you go. Good. Oh, Ooh. my gosh. Hold on. I, I lied. I could get into yeah, that. Yeah, you could get into that. You would play we that. Found the way. Um, I like the Ghost Recon games a lot, and I thought Wildlands was in exceptionally good. Um, it also launched with kind of terrible reviews, although that improved over time. But that was mostly bug-related stuff in the early days. Uh I'm glad I ignored a lot of that because I ended up loving it. I loved uh, Wildlands. I thought it was maybe my favorite open world kind of game of of a long of, for a long time. Uh, <laughs> words aren't coming out of my mouth right. It's been a lo- it's been a while since I've enjoyed an open world game as much as I did Wildlands. And so I was you know excited when they announced at E3 that this was coming and it was going to be this fall. And I was like, oh sweet, it's coming soon and getting all pumped for it and I get it and I'm playing it and I'm like oh yeah dude this is good and not only that they've made it a loot game so people drop shit and I get better items when I pick them up it's like ooh, these gloves are better than what I had before and that gun also is better that's awesome uh kind of you know putting a little bit of what's their other big thing I can't think of it their other Tom Clancy the thing division. Div- division they put like division style loot upgrades in the game and I love loot so that's, you know, rubbing those temples there. And then running around this island, I'm sniping dudes. I'm calling in, like, cool drone uh, abilities. I'm riding a Jeep halfway across the island. I'm finding a weird secret place where there's a bunch of drugs and shit, and I can go bust it all up. There's this, I think, interesting story happening with some pretty good uh, voice work. Like, I think it's a good game. And yet everywhere I turn, it's getting just destroyed by everyone. PC Gamer gave it, like, a 40 like they don't give forties to anybody. That's uh, incredibly low. It's That's... really low. And, and what were the reasons for that? They don't like the game. They think it's a mishmash. <laughs> Sorry, I'll be more specific. They, <laughs> they said for, they didn't like it. Thanks for clarifying what the forty means. I know that's dumb. I wasn't sure. Let me give you a few more details. So it's like. They think that the mechanics are just kind of tacked on and uh, systems on, like, gonna, oh, are you going to look it up? You should look it up. I'm, I'm going to go to the site. They usually do the verdict. Poorly stapled on mechanics and a general lack of polish make Breakpoint's open world tactics simply not worth the time. See, I don't, I'm not feeling that as I play it. I'm really enjoying it. I'm not that far well, in. Let's see what they gave Borderlands 3. I'm like two, three. 63. Two, three hours in. Of bad jokes and cool guns in the series' most vapid story yet. Borderlands 3 skates by and watching numbers flying goods explode. That sounds like the kind of thing you write when you give it a 90. 
Man, woke culture sucks. This is funny <laughs> out there. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm it's, a I'm a left leaning person. But yeah. Woke culture is. Yeah, everyone's on this journey of self-discovery right now, and it's the most irritating thing. Because <laughs> you have to experience it in real time in social circles. You have to watch people. You're like, I-, I turned 40 today. Like, this is all old news to me. I- you know, I'm jaded now. I'm older. I'm just like, I f- I get it. The world has a lot of challenges in it. Like, we're just playing some video games here, folks. Yeah, that's true. We are. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that reviews should di- dictate anybody's enjoyment. I Certainly. But I... I just don't understand why I feel like I'm playing a different game than everybody else's. If I had a complaint, it would be the way the cutscenes work in the single-player stuff or in the main story quests uh, are very um, weirdly... They're weirdly paced. It's a lot of sort of like, Hey, Bill, haven't seen you since uh, since we were in Afghanistan together. And then there's a big awkward pause, and then Bill will go, Yeah, that feels like yesterday. And then a big awkward pot, like a lot of that. Um, it's fine, whatever. It's just kind of stereotypic, tough guy, meathead, you know, war as hell kind of discussions. But the actual gameplay and the tactics I'm using and stuff just feels really good. And I like looting dudes and getting their shit and walking away with a better gun and a helmet than I had before. Say what? 40 is pretty astonishingly low. Yeah, I know. And I generally align with a lot of what PC Gamer says about games. So I was just surprised by their review. There's a lot of others that are pretty low, although there's not like hundreds of reviews or anything. I think there's maybe 12 on Metacritic total. But, um, you know, and and there are a couple of very positive ones. The user reviews are all just complaining about microtransactions. Those are useless reviews. Like, that's all they do. Breakpoint's the name of this one, right? Yeah, Breakpoint. But all they do, all they do in those user ones is just go, Never again, Ubisoft. I'm not paying a dime for your weird little micro. It's like, dude, welcome yeah. to 2019. Everybody's got this shit in their games. Okay, just you don't have to do any yeah, of it. The user score is 2.7, and the meta score is 57. Yeah, that dropped a little. Then 57 it was 60 something last time I checked, which is really bumming me out. I mean, if you're if you're going off of a hundred percent, I mean, that's middle of the road. Like. Yeah. And I don't think it's I don't think it's weird to translate middle of the road because here's how I break down reviews. Right. Like if you say if you say, okay, it's about half, you know, whether you want to look at that as a five out of ten or you want to look at that as a three out of five, however you want to break that down. Middle of the road typically means it's a game with flaws. It's going to have an audience out there that's going to enjoy it, but it's not going to be something you can just universally recommend to everybody. Right. And honestly, if I was to take a stab at this game, that's already what I would say because I can't stand the Tom Clancy games. (laughs) I hate just war stories where it's just, here's our boring ass real guns just shooting other dudes and <laughs> oh we needed something interesting so here's some stupid drones to shoot i first of all that's a whole other complaint i could have drones are my least favorite enemy in all video games ever and they're super popular right now because everybody's got a drone mm-hmm. so that needs to be the new enemies but i i just don't like it i don't like the real the real ish world i know it's on a made-up island but like i don't like the quote-unquote real world setting yeah i don't like meathead uh, type stories like it's just not the kind of thing that I enjoy in a shooter like yeah. I want aliens or monsters or sci-fi I want a gun that's gonna obliterate half the island just because like I want to go big and I want to go dumb uh, in that direction not in the here's a bunch of people making like 
machine gun jokes. Doesn't mean the game is carrying good. their machine gun. Right, right, right. Because right. like, you don't like it doesn't mean it isn't a good game. No, but oh, that would impact my review if I were reviewing it, right? Right. Like, it would it totally it would it probably should would. Should it? I mean, if you're reviewing yeah. the game as a public service, then you'd have to understand that your tastes are not everyone's tastes. So Right, but I can't it? review for everyone's tastes, so I have to review for my own. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I you could. You could. Reviews, period. Is that reviews are stupid? Yeah, but, we should stop putting them all together. But but this is what I'm saying, and that may be actually true. What you're saying there, reviews are kind of stupid. Um, but also just listening to your favorite streamer say something about a thing he was paid to say is also kind of stupid. Like it's all stupid. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. that's why I like podcasts because I feel like I'm just getting somebody's real brain and their raw ass takes, and I prefer that to reviews. Um, but in this particular case, I just can't believe I'm so far. Uh, from everybody else's what feeling you, about it like you, is it fun is it a fun shooter yeah that's why i like it i mean what john's saying about like i don't mind real world settings i'm not a giant fan i'm like yeah i prefer a more f- fantastical sort of take on things i don't want to go full anime with this thing by any stretch but but you know i, I understand what john's saying and I actually kind of align with a lot of his thinking that way for the most part with video games for some reason ubisoft's take on the tom clancy stuff works for me um, and to be honest, it works for me even more when they are in a more like, I love Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's not what we're talking about here. Obviously it's a totally different kind of game, but it is, you know, it sticks to historical settings and, and realistic looking and feeling characters with a lot of, a lot of focus on that kind of realism. And I like their, when they do that at that stu- at these studios, I think they do a really good job of that. And hardly anybody else is even doing it. So their choice to do the Tom Clancy stuff, it does sort of depend on whether you like espionage and spy and government secrets and secret wars and, you know, all that stuff. If you don't like any of that, I totally get it. But the gameplay itself, you know, it could be any setting and it feels really solid. It feels really good to me. And that's why I'm confused. Because a lot of what people are saying is that that stuff doesn't feel good. And I don't know why they think that. Maybe I'm just easily pleased now with the loop of I killed those three guys by the Jeep. They dropped some shit. I want, I'm going to go get it. I got the shit they had. I stole their Jeep. Now I'm driving over the hill. Oop, more dudes to do it to start the loop again. Yeah. I, maybe I'm just but that's, into it. <laughs> you know, to me, that's the value of having a conversation. Like all three of us have different perspectives, different views on this. And like, I think you know, not to turn this into just why are reviews bad, but like part of what is difficult about a review is you're getting one person's experience. And there's plenty of people out here that are going to hear what I said about I don't want realistic and all of that and feel completely opposite. And they're going to hear what you said, Scott, and they're going to go, yeah, this is a game for me. And it's cool that people can find that in a format where a bunch of people are talking about a game as opposed to just one person saying, oh, yes, you should get this, or oh, no, you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't think you're crazy. I think there are plenty of games. Like, that might be a fun thing to talk about someday. What are the games that we like that everybody else seems to hate? Right. Um, because there, there's always going to be things like that, you know? Right. Like, that's just a part of gaming. Yeah, and I, and I feel like, I don't know, this one's just, for whatever reason... It's just got a big old target on it, and everyone's really trashing it. So I'm going to keep playing, um, but it's a weird feeling to feel like you're playing the one thing nobody wants to play right now. It's very, very weird. It's got the Punisher in it. Yeah, the Punisher's in it, um, and his two ears. Those <laughs> earlobes are in it. Um, 
both of them, huh? Both of them. Yeah, they get their own trailer. I don't know if you they, knew that. They had the polygons to do both. Yeah, whenever he's in a movie or TV show, they have to have three trailers. One for John Barenthal and then one each for each of his earlobes. They're so freaking big. Mm-hmm. They have their own agents. They have their own contracts. That's pretty crazy. But anyway, he's in it, and he's got a dog, and that's cool. Um, and, and the sub-story, which is kind of set somewhat in the future, is uh, I think really compelling and interesting but also cheesy and terrible in some other ways which is kind of fun and it looks really good plays really great on my pc like runs like butter it it max everything i just i don't know i just don't have a i don't have a lot to say bad about it even though the whole rest of the world's saying bad about it so anyway i've been playing that and batman arkham knight (laughs) still putting time into the old batman game from 2015 and i am loving every second of it i think that game is rad in fact that's all i'd probably be doing had breakpoint not come out um with okay, so hang on i not to harp on this again but i had to i had to do this scott go for it pc gamer gave anthem a 55 they gave him a higher score than this wow different guys i want to underscore for everyone how stupid game reviews are is it the same because guy Anthem though? is an actual turn like it's an actual zero right i agree with you but who's the guy is it, it is. the same dude or a different dude probably yeah not. i mean, I mean like it's it's, it's supported the by the institution of... no i i agree but if it was two different dudes then i could say oh well all right uh, two different takes see. but if it's the same guy saying this he needs to go revise his freaking anthem score like now because <laughs> there's no way anthem is worse i'm pretty sure I'm it's playing. a different person but we'll see i have i have in the first three hours of this game i've seen more two, competent two gameplay people. than i saw in all of my time with anthem i saw it's two, different, it's two different people but that hardly matters it's the same institution like they must look at their scoreboard and say you know what have we as an institution done like if i'm if someone else reviewed anthem and gave it a 55 and i'm like well i can't give this a 40 55 yeah, is our new lowest score ever. I don't think you ever. can do that, right? Like, you can't always grade off of what other games have got. Isn't the grade meant to denote, like, you know, how not miss and how much you should purchase this game? Like, isn't it it's a buy or not buy? Like, what's the point of the review otherwise, if not to let people know as a consumer what you're spending your money on right i mean i think but that's to me that's why scores are useless like people demand it because they want the what we did earlier which is i want to look at a thing see a number that corresponds to quality and read a couple like just little tabs about what the Uh, game is in reality it's a lot more complicated than that because i think especially if you say out of a hundred right like what even is that what you know what is you tell me what the well, difference think between of, those think two of it is. As you, think of it a number in terms of you passing English class or math class. Yeah, like clearly somewhere you fail the need to repeat. Right? There's right. there's a standard there, and you know because you got so many questions wrong, and and you know they're trying to make it as impartial as possible. So if as an institution you're saying a game passes or fails based on the quality it offers someone who's going to purchase it. Anthem was a purchasable game and Breakpoint is an unpurchasable game <laughs> according to the, their own standards that they set forth. It's not me putting words in their mouth. They made the bar- barometer. Right. So when the barometer is unreliable, then what you've got is a fraudulent barometer that you're asking people to invest any of your time into. <clears throat> well, they just made because it creates relativism, relativism and they start moving the goalposts on that barometer. So it's like, well, zero to 100, that should be standard for everything. Well, this guy really likes 
anything Tom Clancy, so he's going to give it an 80. But this guy over here hates shooters that are set in a modern time, so he's going to give it a 60. Well, it's the same. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if there's an easy answer for this. I think it might be it aging out. It just leads to a stupid world where you're saying things like, well, is this better than Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time right, for right. like Halo, you right, know? And right. it's just like, okay, how are we going to even compare that? But I also think we overcomplicate it. Like this whole thing out of a hundred points, like what does that mean? Like Bo said with grades, there's a reason we simplify it down to A, B, C, D, F. Like, because that tells you something mm -hmm. and because it's a lot less contentious like yes both of these games are very low scores if i give both games an f there is no well why is this a more of an f mm -hmm. you know like you just okay well we gave them both an f yeah like, how granular do you want to get yeah and i and i applaud people in games journalism who are trying to figure out new ways to do this but at the end yeah. of the day you either make an opinion piece with no score or you cave to the masses and give them a score because that's what our dumb brains want is a number. It's almost like the reason we like video games anyway, because the numbers go up. <laughs> so we just want to see a freaking number. Um, I, you remember back in the old, what was the magazine? Um, Game Pro. Game, Game Pro, Pro had those little faces. Little cartoon faces that would explode. Yeah, I kind of liked that because it didn't, it was an arbitrary systems for sure, but it didn't have a number where then you would get granular and go, well, what's an 80 here versus well, an 80 it there? It did have a number. It was behind the face. Yeah, I guess so. So it was like a five. It was best out of five, right? It was kind of the I think idea. It was out of, not, no, I think they did. I think they did 10 and it did points. Oh, so each, each was, face was worth points. Some kind of points. Yeah, right. I, I so it was like, okay, it's one to three is a red, sad, angry face, <laughs> and then three to four is this. And yeah. it, they had it, but it was at least fun to look at the little pictures and go, ha ha, this guy, his brain is exploding. Yeah. So he loved game. this video game. Um, yeah, so it's either that or we have robots review things based on whatever criteria. And the answer is that all of this is a futile attempt. It's such a nuanced experience. Yeah what a waste of our time why do we even do this like part of me says that but then the other part of me says yeah but i'd also like to know if a game's good before i spend money on it so there is a service to be yeah. rendered there it's a complicated little butthole this thing so even if the best way was to listen to guys sit around a table and talk about it on a podcast for an hour people have to invest an hour to find out if they want to play breakpoint like that's also kind of untenable yeah, not great so yeah. what is the answer there isn't one there's no answer. I mean, there maybe there is. We just got to enlighten ourselves further and get it. But we don't we don't have it yet. We're not there. Well, and it's hard, too, because you're playing the game when everybody else is. So maybe somebody is out there saying, you know what? Scott has the same every game Scott has ever recommended me. I've loved mm -hmm. he's knocked it out of the park. He's never led me astray. That's a good person who hears you talk about Ghost Recon Breakpoint mm -hmm. and should maybe go out and check it out. You right. know, like that you're you have a good track record right but he has to wait until the game's out and there's already content out there for it and he's already maybe he or she is already getting influenced by other people and what they're saying or streams and things like that mm -hmm. and, you know at least you're out here talking about it and giving it its audience albeit considerably after the fact yeah and yeah i don't know there's just no good answer for it so I, i'll tell you how i deal with things that don't have good answers 
I play old games from 2015, Batman. <laughs> and I'm really enjoying that, and I'm going to keep playing it. I really do like it. I think that game... It's controversial to say this. I think it's the best of the batch. I know a lot of people disagree with me. And that's fine. I don't, you know, send me your emails, send me your thoughts, whatever. You're almost right. I mean, yes, the first one, (laughs) the first one planted a flag and broke new ground and it's important. No, no question. But I also know that the Legend of Zelda one on the NES is not as good as Wind Waker. Wind Waker is a better Zelda game. You know what I mean? I agree with that, but I would say in this case, Arkham Asylum is Wind Waker. <sighs> I <laughs> understand your better. point. It's more Metroid-y. It's a tighter, confined place. It doesn't get overcomplicated. It is exactly what it needs to be. They haven't put in 798 Riddler trophies for you to look for. <laughs> they. You don't it, even have to do just, those. You can avoid those if you want. I mean, I know they're big and it green is true, and tempting. But you just see them. You're like, oh, what's this thing? Oh, it's a Riddler. There's about a billion of them. If there's anything casting glowing green light, you, just, you don't have to do it. But, here, but here's the thing, though. I agree with you, and I think if I was more, I like Metroidy games, which that game, that first game, is definitely of that ilk. But I like big open world games more, and I think that's yeah. why the third one is resonating with me. Um, it just is. Ugh, I'm just really enjoying it. So there's that, and I'd forgotten that Mike Ehrmantraut was the voice of uh, Commissioner Gordon, and that's pretty rad. So that's a cool thing. Well, that's a big boon. Yeah, for sure, it is a good boon. Um, all right, speaking of boons, or, or okay, so here's the other thing I did with my emotions this week. Kind of, I'm a little mad at Blizzard. <laughs> it's your emotions. My emotions. <laughs> I, it's complicated, and I'm not getting into the details, but I'm kind of angry at Blizzard at the moment. Um, and so oh, wow. I, I went and, 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 and soaked, what's the word? Drowned my sorrows in Elder Scrolls Online again, which I had kind of put down for a number of months. And, uh, that game's just great. It's just there waiting for you, and it's it's a cool take on the MMO genre, and it feels like Skyrim, and I like it, and I think that that thing has come a long way, and I really like the dragon stuff they're doing right now, and uh, spending time in Elder Scrolls Online makes me happy. So I'm just messing around with my necromancer over there, shooting skeleton shit at people. It's great. Feels good. Yeah. John, how's Untitled Goose Game? Uh, it's pretty good. Actually, yeah. I'm having a lot of fun in that dumb game. Yeah. I didn't get as much time to play it because I installed it uh, at a time when my girlfriend was over and she saw it and she promptly kicked me off the computer and then she proceeded to play it for a while. Mm. And uh, I occasionally got a little time on the controller, but she loves that game. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty sure she has claimed it as her own. Mm. But I have snuck in there a couple times and uh, it's fun. It is a, you know, it's not going to set the world on fire. Well, it kind of has, actually. That's a weird thing to say. But like, it's not the deepest gameplay. It's not the craziest thing, but it's charming as hell. And it's mm-hmm. a fun little puzzle game to, to mess around with playing a, a goose just causing havoc on a bunch of people's lives it's a mendoza simulator as far as i'm concerned yeah actually yes it is exactly that yeah so how so it, i have my daughter who's playing it and she loves it um she says it feels like hitman to her is there anything to that like just kind of there's the crazy, elements of that yeah i mean you're given a list of tasks and it's like you do sit there and you go hmm how am i gonna do this uh light spoilers i'll give you one 
one of the very first puzzles in the game. And I, I got stuck on it for a while, as they say, make the farmer wear his sun hat. Yeah. So I can see the sun hat. I can see the farmer. He's already got a different hat on. And the trick <laughs> is if you yank a flower out of his garden, he'll get mad at you and then he'll go over to replant it, which means he bends over far enough so you can grab the hat off of his head and then run off with it. And if you hide the hat and he can't find it yeah. or take it into the river where he's not going to get it, he'll go put the sun hat. Oh, okay. You've achieved an objective. So it's kind of Hitman-esque in that, okay, how am I going to plan this? How am I going to get it? You do some sneaking around and stuff like that, and it, it controls and plays really, really well. So, yeah, it's it's a fun little game. Super down with the style, too. It reminds me of um, that sneaky Sasquatch game I got hooked on on the Apple Arcade stuff. It's very, like, uh, clean, polygonal. Uh, I don't even know what to compare it to. That style is cool. I'm starting to see a lot of stuff like that, yeah. actually. So people are doing that more and more. Uh, good. All right. Go out and get your goose on, everybody. Grab them by the goose. And I think, I think I'm think i going to say that's it for me. I'll let Bo talk about Opus Magnum because he's the reason I got into it. And uh, yeah. All right. Bo, Opus Magnum. Tell me more. A great game. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay. I mean, we all know what that is, right? Yeah, we do. From a, from one to zero, from zero to one hundred, how would you rate? You basically take elements, which are JPEGs, and turn them into products, which are connected JPEGs, through a series of mechanisms and programming instructions to turn them into one JPEG to a different JPEG. Wow, that's and it's great fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a puzzle game. So why am I so stupid with that game? Because I played it too. I have it. I've had it for a long time, and I really struggled. I was terrible. I don't well, think I have the right brain. I mean, for it, it depends on like if that those kinds of puzzles are in your wheelhouse or not. Yeah. Like they're they're programming puzzles for the most part, mm. and spatial puzzles. So there's some spatial realities and constraints you have to work with when you're programming with these piece of engineering. You get little clamps and gears, and you move. You know, I'll, I call them JPEGs reductively because that's all they really are. But, you know, let's just say the fantasy of it is that they're molecules mm-hmm. that in no way reflect actual real world chemistry, but that you use these mechanisms to turn in, you know, you turn um, the fire, what was it like, elemental fire into salt or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you've got to make the mechanism, put the product in the product hole. And then once you successfully do that, it'll repeat over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. It's a great little puzzle game. It's it's quite ingenious. It's well put together. When you come up with a solution, um, you can make a GIF of it and post it on social media. So I already love that functionality of it. Uh, what's also kind of fun is just because you solve a problem doesn't mean there is a more efficient way of solving the problem, yeah. which allows for a lot more replayability um, in terms of getting the number of instructions down, the number of surface area of your solution down. And what's the other one? The cost of actual pieces. Yeah. So if they're more efficient use of pieces, um, and it's a lot of fun and I enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, each problem takes me to find the first solution roughly two to three hours. So I've already gotten a lot of value out of the game and I've only done the first of 
six acts mm. plus the bonus puzzles. Uh, I'm like on act two right now. This one fell in your lap it's, because it was in Game Pass, right? Just to clarify. In the that. Xbox Game Pass, but yeah. I'd seen it everywhere. It was in fact on the Origin Game Pass when I had that as well, but I didn't get around to it. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to try this game before this elapses. I, yeah, I need to figure this out. So It's a really satisfying game. Once it yeah. gets going and your machine is doing the chukunk, 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 <laughs> and you're just like, oh, this sounds good. Look at the machines go. Yeah. Uh, uh, it it feels really really good although Bo did he's what got me into it and he's what got me to take a break from it because mm. I got up to rocket fuel which was the puzzle I watched Bo on a stream make yeah. and then uh, tote online as one of his favorite solutions I started trying to make rocket fuel and in the back of my head every time I put something together and assembled it was Bo's machine that he had built and it always moved a little bit better a little bit more efficiently (laughs) and i'd assemble it and i'd go i got it and it would not work or it would be a little more cumbersome and i was just like no i I quit i throw it all away and i locked out that's hilarious can be a frustrating game yeah yeah Yeah. and it's tempting to look up solutions but honestly it robs you of that experience so i don't know what it's like it's interesting to hear because I would definitely feel pressure if I felt like I had a, I was trying to replicate someone else's results. Right. I think you can't approach that game that way. Because no. even me, I always try to make an efficient solution, and you could totally make an inefficient solution and progress through the game, no problem. Yeah. And I'm at a point now where I just need to not worry about making the most efficient solution and just, just get through the game and then and go back later and find more efficient ones if I want to. Yeah. So, yeah, but I enjoy it. Um, it's 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 like... It, was that released in 2018? It's like top 10 games of 2019 or 2018 for sure. Yeah, I, everyone I everyone who plays it loves it. Um, it's a yeah. small game. You can miss your radar if you're not paying attention. I'm glad I'm glad it landed in, in you guys, in your space. Well, if you like puzzle games, that is a really good game. Yeah. Really good game. It's top stuff. It'd be great on iPads, by the way. I think that game would be really yeah. good on there. Little... I think it'd be a little hard to, to get the program. I'm sure they could figure out how to do it. Stuff, yeah, because some of the... Well, at least moving pieces around and getting them, you know, where you want to go would be great for a touch screen. It's the instructions. I can find it a little inefficient programming instructions sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you don't, they're limited, right? You don't have, it's not like it's just. Well, I mean, if you're actually coding, it's way easier to write instructions in code or there's a lot better interfaces for writing basic instructions. This one is, it's graphical. So it's actually not super efficient the way you can handle and modify it. You pretty much have to delete everything and reprogram it in order to replicate it. Like there's, cause it's a game and right. I think it's supposed to be that way, but like there's actual, you know, the stuff that you do for programming really exists in programming and there's efficient ways of moving code around and simplifying things through functions that you don't have here mm-hmm. that I'm kind of like, Oh, I wish I could have all of that. Cause it, you know, it's a pain in the butt sometimes, but sure. It's a small complaint. Um, tell me about Void Bastards because this is one yes. I saw when it came out, and I was like, "Oh, I should get that." And then I just kind of forgot about it, and then I saw you playing it, and I went, "Oh, On I should." The Xbox Game Pass as well. Yeah. Um, we didn't like it at first because the graphics are kind of simplistic, and the shooting is not—it's not great shooter. Mm. You're not looking at you know, um, great shooting mechanics. However, the roguelite ele- rogue light elements mm-hmm. of it are pretty impressive, and it's a lot of fun. And I just kept playing it. I kept going to the next ship, kept kept, kept getting new items, and I'm nearly finished my campaign run. 
Nice. I've died about six or seven times, but that's the point. There's always new prisoners to rehydrate, so you don't have to worry about that. I like that um, concept in there, by the way. You re- rehydrate an old uh, <laughs> prisoner who's... A, a pr- prisoner, like a little shelf opens up and it puts like Kool-Aid mix in it and then it pours water into the thing and then your prisoner wakes up. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's... The fiction of it and the voice acting is really good in it. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of a fun one more level kind of game. You're like, oh, let me let me explore one more derelict ship. And as you get competent with the game, it gets easier. It's really hard at first. Yeah. But as you get better with it, you're better. And then I'm pretty much almost done the campaign. I think I just have to build one more thing and I'm good to go. Nice. And I finish the game. So, but uh, it's fun. Yeah. It's derelict ship exploration and it's done pretty well. So. That's so, a big recommendation for me. So, the f- okay, we've saved the weirdest for last year. I've tried Black Desert Online before. I own oh, it. Yeah. yeah, I think I have it. <laughs> Tell me about Black Desert Online and uh, why... Uh, I tried to play that game. I really liked what they were saying about it. Like, they were saying, oh, it's like truly sandbox MMO and crazy, you know, ways to do this. And it had really good reviews at the time and all that stuff. And when I got in, I felt like it was just a lot of anime people going Hah! and running around. Do I have accurate. that? Do I have that wrong? It's accurate is a lot of anime people going. That's, <laughs> that's there. It's also very sloppy. Like you know how World of Warcraft's an organized world where quests take place. Yeah. Imagine you take all those assets and shake them in a box, eat them, then barf them back out <laughs> in a random place. That's what it feels like. The design of the world is. It's just, it's yeah. just really random. There's just crap all over and nothing that makes sense. Yeah. It's a bad game that I don't recommend ultimately, but the combat's really fun. Yeah, the combat is fun. It is the, like I am I bought it for like $2 at one point. And yeah. I played it and I went, "Okay." And then for some reason, I think like a Steam ad popped up or something. I was like, "Oh, I should try that." They did the remastered thing. Yeah. And ultimately, it's still a bad game. There are lots of people in there playing it though. It's still mostly bad, and I can't recommend it, except if you really have a taste for, like, <laughs> like, just that kind of, like, like over-the-top anime kung fu fighting. It's, it's like, it's the best game. Like, I'm playing it, I'm like, why can't combat, like, be like this in World of Warcraft? This yeah. is way better than World of Warcraft. Yeah. Strictly on the combat. Everything else is, like, I don't recommend it, but the fighting is really fun in that you'll fight, you know, there'll be 10 dudes there. You'll fight all 10 of them with your crazy abilities, right? From like level five. Mm -hmm. It's really fantastic. Even the boring uh, bow lady just unloads. She's just, it's just crazy. All all of the classes are like over the top. And, and what I think is really impressive that it's graphically looks much better. And I'm like, man, why can't my world of Warcraft look this good? And why can't fighting be as fun in Mm -hmm. a game? I like, right more than this because the action's really over the top and it's really satisfying it's just the rest of the game i really don't want to play that but like you know it's there's a lot of you know i'm just like okay isn't there a little float there's like a little floaty well they all speak english but the dialogue's really bad yeah that's really bad. like the the quest text the way the all the systems are just god awful yeah the game is mostly awful but the fighting is but like amazing superior. combat yeah. MM, the mmo fighting is like it's like that's why i played it for a lot longer than i intended yeah 
and it was on the strength of just wanting to get into combat again and and just do all the ninja moves and and all that. Stuff. I'll admit, I but my brief time in there when I, and this is back, John may remember this. I kind of went on a binge of Korean MMOs for a while. That's all I wanted to do was play every Korean MMO, mobile, desktop. I didn't care where I got it. I just wanted to see what they were doing. And Black Desert Online was on that list, and it was of all of them the most fun combat. Period. Like straight up, the best com- maybe the best combat. I mean, it's super anime combat, so I don't think it works in every context, but it did make me wish that a good MMO had this combat, uh, like you said. That would be that would be cool. Like, just really let it rip. Um, but yeah, you end up talking to a little fuzzy bunny thing that's telling you what to do next for your quest. That thing just, that's a weird game. The, the, the Black Spirit, which makes no sense. Oh, that's what yeah. it is, yeah. It's like a little, a little uh, inverted yeah, he's ghost. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it makes me want to die. I don't like him. Anyway, I um, <laughs> <laughs> but I play. I, I got hooked. I tried it. I just want to try it. I got hooked for a little longer than I wanted to, and I was like, "Oh, there's something to this game." Yeah, but it's also like like it's mostly bad. Yeah, bad with a little. It's there's every cake is got a little okay in it, but mostly it's shit and cat That's hair. the kind of yeah. cake where you like you don't actually eat the cake, just the icing. And yeah. The icing's like turbocharged with sugar, and it's the best thing ever. This is all true. All right, I'm going to tear through this email because I think we have time. Oh, you're going to do it. Yeah, okay. I'm going to rip through it. I appreciate the concept or the <laughs> idea that I'm not. You got two minutes to end the show, Scott. Let's do this email. Yeah, I have kind of a bit of a heart out tonight, so I'm going to do that. So here's the email. Here's the thing for you. Uh, Frogpants.com slash core is where you send these emails or you can leave us voicemails at 801-471-0462. This is from Jordan Cap, who wrote in and says, with id Software announcing this week that Doom Eternal is being pushed back to March of 2020. Do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing for publisher Bethesda? I think we all know Bethesda needs a win in the games they are publishing. In the last year, the major games that Bethesda published have been Fallout 76, The Elder Scrolls Blades, uh, Rage 2, Wolfenstein Youngblood, and Wolfenstein Cyberpilot, all pretty poorly received. Although I hear Fallout 76 is kind of doing rad stuff right now, so I don't know. Maybe time to check back into that game. Uh, anyway, do you think it's a smart move or a bad move for Bethesda to let id Software push out such an anticipated game like this right before the holidays? Uh, my answer is 100% yeah. If it's not ready, you're not helping your case with these other poorly received games by doing that. Part of the reason they were poorly received is because they came out kind of undercooked. In the case of Fallout 76, vastly undercooked. In the case of Rage 2 felt very incomplete. And Youngblood just kind of messed up balance-wise. Uh, Cyber Pilot's just a bad VR game. So I would rather they take their time with the one game that might be their huge success in that 18-month period. Thoughts? Feelings? Yeah. I it agree. Yeah. It also doesn't matter because it's Doom. Doom is an event. It's a big enough... Like Bethesda has big enough brands themselves that they don't have to worry about the season. Like mm. People are... The people that are into them, it's newsworthy enough no matter... Like Doom... Is gonna be. It doesn't matter what day of the year you launch that. People are gonna want that game. I think. Yeah, I think I agree. I uh, think that, that's strong enough. Maybe something less strong might need a season, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I agree. I think it's totally fine. Uh, and it's it'll be here before you know it. I'm telling you, time goes so fast now. That's not even gonna matter. All right, everybody, that's gonna do it. Look at that, right on the freaking money. Uh, send your emails, frogpants.com/core, and again a voicemail number uh, that you can use is 801-471-0462. A reminder: this entire endeavor is brought to you by you and your fine uh, your fine pennies and dollars. 
patreon.com slash core show is where to go to support the show. If you haven't already, consider it. We have really cool stuff that comes out every month, and you can only get it by going to patreon.com slash core show for everything else you're looking for, frogpants.com. And uh, find us on Twitter, core pod for the show. You can find John underscore Jagger for John. You can find Bo at Bo Schwartz. I'm at Scott Johnson and uh, the show at core pod. If I didn't already say that, I think I did. Uh, I think that's it. Any uh, final words of wisdom from anyone around the table? John, anything you want to blow the world's mind with to say? Happy birthday, Bo. I like it. Oh, man, that felt good. All right, Bo, uh, rebuttal, response? Uh, <laughs> China number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Batman Arkham Knight.